Welcome to another episode of the Loving Life After Loss podcast. I am your host, Marie Alessi. So, good morning, lovely people. I think we're about a minute or two late. I am so excited to introduce this beautiful lady to you guys. I've been waiting because uh, Megan has been introduced to me by the very lovely Dr. Nicole Krull that I interviewed two weeks ago. And she said, you have to talk to this lady. So I did. And Megan and I had a chat and she shared her story with me that really, really touched me. So I said, I need to get you in front of my audience. I want my group to meet you. And here she is. So I'm really, really grateful that you have said yes to the interview and that you're willing to share uh, your story with us. So Megan, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm Megan Baker. Um, yeah, I guess, gosh, it's it's always so hard to know where to start. Like when when does the story begin? Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm here, I'm coming from um, yeah, a place where I work in Port Macquarie on the mid-north mm-hmm. coast of New South Wales. Mm, I drove um, past you yesterday. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is actually, yeah, I, we moved back here a couple of years ago and it was, yeah, a bit of a coming home because I yeah. grew up in Tari. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so yeah. it's nice to be back here. But, yeah, I guess I, and I think, yeah, it was only, only a couple of weeks ago that I had this um, realisation. I think in, there's lots, I don't know if I saw it on a, conversation or a post or something that said you know about what you wanted to be when you were little like what mm. was your dream I think it and was I in Nicole's about... group, actually, group actually pardon I think it was in Nicole's group actually because I was yeah, right. question too <laughs> yeah right and yeah. so I, I kind of was thinking about it and I realized that the one thing that I can remember wanting to be was a mother that was oh. that was what I had always yeah I just mm. always wanted to be a mother yeah um and yeah it was gosh we're we're coming up to eight years ago now I um I I went to it's actually funny I went to Nicole's uh one of her book launches Mm -hmm. um and was with a friend and we yeah saw a guy and he looked kind of familiar and my friend said oh yeah that's that weird guy that works at (laughs) you know works in the same organization that we worked in yeah um and then yeah I he sat in some training that I was running and came and talked to me after and yeah ends up that is now my partner Peter <laughs> I love it. <laughs> weird guy. Oh. <laughs> a weird guy I love these stories you ended up with a weird guy that's so beautiful. yeah yeah beautifully beautifully weird and you yeah. know that that friend that was with me you know is we we actually ended up living together for about five years and so Peter Peter and my friend Yvonne and I lived together for years and um yeah during that time I was yeah blessed to um yeah end up pregnant so that mm. was in 2015 mm. um, and yeah I have I actually have a photo of my face that morning like when mm. after I'd done the test and this picture of my wow. face was just so excited so happy um mm. yeah and I remember going in and telling my partner mm. and 
super excited and telling Yvonne who we lived with and just, yeah. Wow. I, I definitely didn't do the, you know, wait the 12 weeks before you mm. start telling people. It, would, it yep. had always been a thing for me that if anything was to happen, then I want people to know because I want yeah. that support. Yeah, um, I, don't, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Through. Yeah, because yeah. you yeah. would probably tell your closest friends first anyway, and they are the ones that you want support with through the heart and love through everything. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So it was, you know, and I was just too excited to keep it mm. quiet anyway. <laughs> I, mean, I was <laughs> telling people straight away. Um, yeah, it certainly wasn't an easy pregnancy. Um, I, mm. I was, yeah, had morning sickness um all day all night sickness yeah, yeah. um I, I have no idea why they call it morning sickness never made sense to me either <laughs> it was all day permanent nauseousness <laughs> yeah yeah like let's 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 yeah. even change the name of that yeah. <laughs> yeah and that that was it so that went on for quite a while hmm. um and then yeah at 28 weeks I think it was I um, ended up with, it ended up having to go on some antibiotics mm. and which, you know, I didn't want to, but I did. And then mm. I woke up one of the next morning, I think after I'd started those and yeah, my feet were just so itchy. I was mm. itchy and it was really weird and I didn't know what was going on. And I called, I had a private midwife and I called her and um yeah ended up I had it looked like um the the antibiotics had I'd had a reaction to it and the yeah I, I get confused the names are, are really hard because they both start with C and because there's two conditions in here mm. and um kind of they're not the same but not different and I'm not really good with medical terms um yeah, anyway, it was a liver issue. I was yeah. lucky my sister's a naturopath and got me on a whole lot of stuff to cleanse my liver. liver. Yeah. But that, which worked, but th before that I had to sit, like I couldn't sleep because my feet were so itchy. I had to sit in a bucket and like have my feet in ice cold water yeah. just to not go crazy. Yeah. And I had to go through the thought of, you know, the the possibility was that, um, yeah, my baby might not survive if yeah. things didn't um, change or that I would need to be induced early. So I didn't speak for a day when I found that out. It was a really big, big challenging process. But, yeah, luckily I cleansed my liver and mm. I was okay. Yeah. Um, but do, I you think mind, do you mind sharing with us what was going on within you in that one day or is that too private oh, because it's probably been... It was, yeah, I just couldn't, you know, to get my head around the possibility of, yeah, my baby not surviving yeah. and or even, even the thought of having to induce early and that being a risk... Um, you know, really risky for yeah. for the baby was it was just this. I can't believe this is happening. You know, this. You know, what would I do if this happened? And yeah, 
Yeah. So, so much. And I just, I just yeah, processing just kind of through all the opportunity. Yeah. All the options. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But I think it was even before that, like, you know, early, earlier than that, I actually said to my midwife and I said to my partner and I said, like, I just have this feeling that my baby's not going to make it. Mm. And, you know, I did a whole lot of work, you know, trying to affirmations mm. and visualizations. Yeah. I, I visualized I could never see my baby in my arms. I just, I wow. could never, just never could do it. Um, mm. I, I got to 37 weeks, I think, and I was like, yeah, no. I'm okay. It's good. Mm. You know, you know, I've made it through all of that and it's going to be okay. And had a beautiful blessing, baby blessing with beautiful women in my life. Mm. It was just, oh, it was so special. Like all of these, these women that I just hold so, so dear to me. And my sister just did mm. a beautiful, beautiful job of that. Um, and I, I have the, like everybody put a bead on a necklace mm. so I have this necklace that everybody bought a bead and so I still Aww. have that and it's That's so beautiful yeah it's so mm. precious um and just you know those women I just know that how much they love me and how excited they were and how much they already loved my baby yeah um, in that and yeah so I I went into labor. I was, you know, I had to have some, have a little bit of help, but <clears throat> yeah, finally I remember, yeah, kind of starting to get some, some surges and mm -hmm. um, like, this is, this is what it is. And just taking, you know, just having to take my time. I remember. Oh my goodness. Somebody wants to be in that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah, I remember having, yeah, walking backwards and forwards. I remember we'd set up, because we'd set up for our own birth. And, you know, in this beautiful space, a birth pool. I had my affirmations all around, mm. beautiful lighting. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was tough. <laughs> it was tough, but um, it was exactly, you know, it was, the birth, like, I guess that I had wanted and dreamed of just Peter and I and our midwives and mm -hmm. in our space and, um, yeah, just, just the time to, to be together and just let yeah experience that together. Yeah. So did you know at that stage that you're going to have a boy because you said him or just no, because you know no. in hindsight? Yeah. 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 You no, left it as a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was at the point where I was pushing. I was pushing, so it was really close. And then, yeah, the midwife said, Megan, we can't, we're not sure that we can hear his heartbeat. We're going to have to get you to the hospital. And so you were at home at that stage? I, was at I did not realise that. I thought that was all set up at the hospital. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. So we, yeah, got the ambulance, got in the ambulance. So still having that urge to push. 
which yeah. you know, for any <laughs> any women that have given birth, that's um, you 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 can't stop that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, once that's happening, so but I just had to not like it was just like you can't you can't be pushing because that's yeah. just you know it's 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 not going to be good. And got into the hospital and they were. Like they knew we were coming, but it took a while to get things together. And then they were trying to find a heartbeat as well. And they couldn't decide whether it was my heartbeat or mm -hmm. his heartbeat. My midwives were there and saying, that's, I don't think that's his heartbeat. I think that's yours. I don't think there's a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, finally they said, we're going to do an emergency cesarean and they anesthetized came in and oh. I remember him just looking at me and just saying I'm not going through the whole spiel you just need this and I was just like yeah, yeah. so I just did that I remember going in like being wheeled um in and then the next thing I remember is opening my eyes and seeing seeing the ceiling and realizing where I was and just kind of being quick 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 wake up wake up you need to find out what's happened yeah and okay. <laughs> yeah just turning turning to my partner and just shaking his head mm. yeah it's a, yeah he didn't make it and yeah it's it's a boy so finding out that I had a baby boy, but that he wasn't alive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, you know, I mean, I was off my head, <laughs> really, still yeah. still under anaesthetic and, you know, um, yeah, morphine as well. So it didn't really kind of hit me. My yeah. midwife said, do you have a name? And we, we did. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I said, yeah. Kai, Kai Phoenix. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm having goosebumps all over my body. Oh, <laughs> it's so beautiful. I didn't know about the middle name. Yeah. That is so beautiful. Kai Phoenix Heine. So, yeah, we, we, we got taken to the maternity ward. And um, yeah, my, my midwives were amazing. They um, got in contact with a birth um, photographer. Um, some from Heartfelt, who yeah, does I know them very well. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and but on a, yeah, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. But for for those who don't know, you know, these are people that are very, very trained in coming in when there was a stillbirth or a baby uh, did uh, not survive for whatever the circumstances where they come in and take some really, really beautiful. Um, photos that you can keep as a memory it's it's really beautiful it's very uh there's a lot of uh dignity and empathy around that so they they do a really really great job you know it's it's they're lovely people absolutely beautiful yeah yeah and it's something you know i think when we were asked mm. my partner straight away was like no yeah and and it's I, a very intense time yeah. to ask this but at the same time this is your only chance that you get to keep some photos that you wouldn't even think about that at that stage Absolutely. so the hospital luckily is quite prepared for 
these circumstances to offer that. And, um, you know, one of my very, very close friends has gone through and I'm so grateful for her that she got the chance to take these photos and she really treasures them. Yeah. 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 Oh, they were, they're, yeah, just the most precious thing that, it's, that we it's have. Different things to go through. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. You're frozen now, Megan. You look beautifully frozen, but unfortunately I can't hear you now. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You look, you look very lovely, like a still <laughs> photograph. You're talking about the photos and you're like a still photograph posing. I'm like, where is she? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes those frozen things can be terrible <laughs> no, 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 you were very lucky you were frozen a very beautiful still i'm like oh <laughs> are you thinking or are you moving no you're not moving <laughs> out of your back yeah. um yeah so we we had five days with kai so they had mm -hmm. um we had a cuddle cot yeah so um yeah like it's a cold plate within a beautiful cot where he was able to stay in with us mm -hmm. um you know keeping his body at a temperatures because i think before these the babies well the babies weren't even given people yeah. didn't see their babies but i guess mm -hmm. they would go to the morgue and then be brought back and so there's yeah. lots of time in between and then yeah. lots of time away from you know being being yeah. in that cool place which means they yeah. deteriorate a lot quicker mm -hmm. so to have that um, partway through, I think, oh, I don't know if it was the first, after the first night, it broke. Um, and my midwives were amazing. They searched high and low and got another one from, oh, drove yeah. out to um, the Blue Mountains and mm -hmm. got another one and brought it in so that we had had that and could have him with us. That is so beautiful. I have to admit, I never heard of that option. And it kind of reminds me a bit of the story that Nicole told uh, two weeks ago in her interview about, you know, being with her grandmother when uh, that's just the uh, cultural differences that we talk about, you know, that in some cultures they do spend time with the body. And I think that is something that is such a gift, you know, it's that really having time to process those news that are just such a shock you cannot you know it, it takes way more than those five days anyway but to have those five days to really um, have your baby around you and, and really be present with him and, and processing that um, do you want to share a little bit about that I know it's very intense and if it's too intense you don't have to but uh, would you like to share hey this is just a quick break if you're enjoying this podcast, think of one person that you'd love to share this with. Thank you. Really, really beautiful uh, people watching us and sending love hearts and care hearts for you and everything. So I'm just looking at the, when, when I look over, I'm just looking at comments. And um, yeah, so Nicole is sending a lot of love here. So she's here with you and it's really beautiful. Thank you. So, yeah. Thank you for yeah. your support, ladies. Yeah, thank you all. Um, and gentlemen. I've got a gentleman here as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was it was beautiful. I think, um, yeah, I think I woke up. I, I remember waking up, like, you know, like I said, I was all drugged up and I woke up and it hit me. Mm. I woke up in the middle of the night and it hit me. Yeah. And that's when I started messaging my friends 
Mm. And yeah, just sort of, yeah, telling them. And the next day they all started coming. So my parents, my parents had come, unfortunately my sister was in New Zealand at the time. Um, so, but she got on a plane and flew straight back, you know, the phone call to have to tell my parents yeah. that he didn't make it. You know, they knew I was in labor and then to yeah. have to call and say he didn't make it was, yeah. yeah. But again, I was, I was out of it when I made those yeah. calls. But then when I started messaging my friends, it was, I don't, I don't know what to do. And so they, they all started coming. Yeah. But, yeah, it was beautiful. They got to come and mm. sit with him and mm. hold him and, um, yeah, just be there. I got one of my friends bought this big um, rose quartz crystal sphere. Like, it's just beautiful. Mm. And it sat with him and I have that. And it's so precious because it's the only... Besides the blanket and the clothes he wore, which I have, yeah. that was the only thing that sat in that bed with him, and it's just, just precious. And we, you know, we we laughed together, we mm. cried together. He he was part of that. Like we we created memories because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I, I want to read something to you, Megan, because you you get so much love and support here, and you can't even see that. Um, I don't know who that is, but I guess that you know her, Kathy Boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm here, Megan, sending big hugs and lots of love hearts. Uh, Nicole is sending out big hug to you all, Mama Megan, Papa Peter, Angel Kai. Oh, Peter, that's your partner that's watching because I saw that before. Uh, thank you so much, Megan, for brave, uh, bravely sharing your story here. Yeah, I can only second that. I find, I find it very brave. And, you know, I preach at... I ask you, you know, are you okay to share that and are you open to it? And you said, yep, I'm going to tell all of it. So I'm just saying that, that people don't think I'm cruel dragging you through that. <laughs> it's all on purpose and I'm absolutely okay with anything and everything that comes in, the tears, everything. It's just so, I feel really, really honoured. And I have to say, when I do these interviews, I I have to keep it together so that I don't start crying with you because I can so feel that pain, you know, I can really, I... Um, I am blessed enough to never have lost a baby, but I've been through some other loss in my life. So I can really empathize with you what, what you must have gone through in, in that night. And having those days with your friend really be part of that is, is such an honoring and a blessing for them as well. It really says a lot about the quality of friendship that you have there. And that in itself is such a blessing. So I, I really, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so beautiful to have those memories, those shared yeah. memories with them. Like they, they got that connection as well because yeah. you know it's it's a yeah. shared grief too. Yeah. Um, they believe that when they come into that room, that it's not just his body that was there. There was definitely his soul around as well, just to um, yeah, yeah, get to be with everyone. I think that it's very special. Yeah, yeah. So it was a it was a beautiful time. Um, you know, hard as well. The nights, you know, just with the three of us, Peter, Peter, Kai, mm. and I, and mm. they were, they were definitely really hard. And just I couldn't, I couldn't move too much. So having mm. to get my baby handed mm. to me, um, yeah, I don't think, I think, 
I was I was too scared. Like I I couldn't go and um, wash him. So the the nurses, the midwives, um, washed him and they took mm-hmm. photos, which was really beautiful. And they dressed yeah. him. Um, and yeah, so I it's one one regret I have is that I didn't I didn't unwrap him and look at his body and really yeah look at every part yeah. him more like I had him wrapped up soak it up yeah everything um so that's that's one regret that I have mm. and I know that when when we were like the midwife was changing him before we were leaving because I wanted to take the clothes that he'd been in yeah and put him in something else mm. um, yeah, my whole family, I remember them standing around and, like, looking in and I, it was a moment of, they haven't seen him, his body, they haven't seen him unwrapped and I wish yeah. that we all got more of that. But, you know, mm. <laughs> there's, you know, it was just doing, doing what I could and doing what I felt was right in each yeah. moment and... Yeah, for some reason it was five days. Like mm. I would have, you know, I never wanted to leave, but yeah. it was like just this feeling of it's it's time. Mm. And yeah, to walk out, to walk out of that maternity ward with empty arms, walk past pregnant women yeah. in the waiting room and I mean the the hospital was amazing they moved me as far away from all of the other women and babies as they could so I couldn't hear them crying yeah but you know walking out I could yeah um yeah it was just yeah kind of horrible torture really yeah I wish I wish you could see all this. Like I'm I'm having my phone next to my screen where I see you on the screen for the interview and to the right I've got my phone and it's all these love hearts coming in and I've never had so many messages during the interview. Really you're receiving so much love and support here. Who's Christy uh my cousin? <laughs> Thomasel. Thomasel, yeah. That's yeah. that's my beautiful, yeah. beautiful cousin who is yeah, I mean Kath. Kath and Christy both, yeah, they understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, she said you're the bravest person I know. Lots yeah. of love hearts as well. Um, Chris is watching with us. He lost his son, and we had two interviews with him here already. So he's always a big supporter here um, in the group during the interviews. I really love having him around here. And uh, Terry, who's lost her son, um, is watching and she's in a mermaid club. So she goes in the sea every morning. It's part of her healing journey. And she's like, I'm at the sea, sending love to beautiful Kai Phoenix, um, sharing your tears, Megan, so beautiful. And lots and lots of love hearts as well. So you're receiving so much. You can read through the comments uh, afterwards as well. But I always feel like um, they might help you get through this um, interview. And I know you wanted to share your story. So... I'm here to hold space for you and let you share whatever you want to. Um, I really, I'm really grateful that you shared it with us because it's probably one of the deepest ones we've had so far in terms of how fresh the loss still is for you and how raw these emotions still are for you. Um, 
and I feel really honored that you shared them with us. So thank you so much for opening your heart to us because there's more love hearts coming. <laughs> it's just coming, it's just coming ongoing. Um, yeah, I'm, I want you to watch that all afterwards, you know, the love that comes in, it's really beautiful. So thank you everyone for the support that you're sending here because I can feel all the love coming in and it keeps coming. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, it's, it's quite hard to, to, you know, make that next step here, but I, um, how far after was the funeral? How long did that take for you to get through? And how how did you process through that? Because I know that is one of the most intense parts. I've I've only ever been to one funeral for a baby, and it it was so intense. I have no words, and that was my niece. It wasn't even my own, but it was very close family. And I remember when they walked through with this tiny coffin it's there's just no words it's there's just so much heartache so much tears it's it's just um how did you even get through this and and who helped you through that who arranged all of that did you have you you must have had tremendous support through all of that yeah yeah um I think it ended up being about two weeks or maybe exactly two weeks yeah kind of kind of (laughs) a blur at times um yeah but I think it was, that was, that was actually, I, I, I wish I wasn't doing it, but at the same time, I love doing it because it was my opportunity to be a parent to my child. This was yeah. kind of like one of the, the biggest things that I could do for him. Yeah. So again, my amazing midwife she had um a funeral celebrant she sort of said well she'd been to um yeah she she'd known her and so she got me in contact with her and she came over and it was amazing it was um yeah I got to do something really really different I mean I've worked in um aged care and disability for 20 years and So I've been to a lot of funerals and have, you know, a number of um, family members pass away as well. Um, Yeah, and so I I had kind of got in my head what a funeral looked like and what you could do. But this celebrant kind of opened things up for me, which just, like, I'm so, so grateful for. We got to have have this ceremony out in nature, which there was a... A place out in nature that I spent a lot of especially the last months of my pregnancy um I used to you know it was just me and Kai would go out there and I'd lay in in the grass and swim and journal and so that was that was our our place and I got to have this beautiful ceremony there and have um have a, a mentor and a beautiful friend who is a shaman from Peru and she mm. actually we did it in a circle. She opened it by drumming and Beautiful. the everybody bought something from nature and put it on his um, casket to actually go with him. Mm. We released, we put prayers into flowers and released them into the water. Um, That's so beautiful. Yeah. My, my sister spoke. My dad spoke. 
I remember, yeah, my, yeah, my cousin, Christy, who's watching at the moment, her beautiful yet brat of a husband passed away in the December. So Kai, Kai died on the 17th of March and Peter, yeah, died in December just before. So I was yeah. very pregnant. His yeah. last words to me were, you're massive. Oh, nice <laughs> which, one. <laughs> which was just perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And I'm so glad that those are the words because that was that was our relationship. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. that, you know, her and her seven-year-old at the time and her one-year-old were going through, like they were in the depth of their grief and they turned out and we're, mm-hmm. we're there with me in that. And Amazing. I remember seeing them and I remember seeing seeing Hamish, her little boy, and just thinking, like, he was, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. That little boy was just amazing because of what he knew of grief. He, how he was with me was just precious. Um, yeah, I will, I will cherish it forever. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, because of the way that Pete, and Christy also raised him. So that was a, a precious moment. So was he the one-year-old or the seven-year-old? No, he was seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting even more love hearts from Christy and Heather <laughs> and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was really beautiful. I mean, the, the carrying, I know, for Peter mm. and I carrying his casket to wow. the car to be taken away to you know that was that was it that was you know we, yeah. we put him in the car and then he drove away and that was that was hard but yeah um you know a moment that needed to happen and yeah. I'm grateful for everybody that turned up and yeah I think I got a lot of a lot of comments about the funeral as well which yeah like that they hadn't experienced anything like that. I kind of thought it was because he was a baby that I was able to do things like that, but it actually opened up to me that, yeah, I I started looking into the funeral Mm. industry and became a funeral celebrant. Yeah. Yeah, that that is so beautiful, Gus. That's exactly what I wanted to get to because this funeral and how you decided to create it, really laid a cornerstone for quite a few other things as well and it was only the beginning for you actually and I love how really intense and emotional stories like yours can turn into something so amazing and beautiful uh, for a lot of other people you know when you when you really um, turn your painful experience into something that gives so much uh, hope and and beautiful memories to others that have to go through things like that and I also remember another person that I interviewed here not too long ago I don't know if it was before or after Nicole um, Steve who runs motorcycle funerals Uh, he was the one who told us that you know the funeral industry is one of the most unregulated industries that you can find there are simply no regulations funeral directors might want to make you believe there are but there are not because he looked into a lot of those things you know when he started motorcycle funerals and uh, did something completely 
um, out of the norm and people are looking for something like that people don't want the you know the standard um, funerals for a lot of that it's important and they want that but there are also a lot of people out there like you and myself and a lot of others that really want to honor their closest nearest and dearest that they have lost in a very special and different way and i love that you did the drumming and the shaman shaman circle that is just so special and precious and beautiful i really really love that so i'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about this uh, the story how it continues how you then became a celebrant so how long did it take you to make that decision and say you know what i want to go into that i, I want to do this for others Oh, yeah. so it's obviously a lot of processing time through your own grief before sorry before you were able to share it with others then as well and hold that space for them yeah yeah well I think it, yeah gosh when did I do it I, I don't know like I just I remember just kind of just how special that that ceremony was I think mm. it was also you know I got that was probably almost a little bit of coming out of the closet for me the way that it was done because mm. it was a little bit out there for some yeah. people but so was that, it a shaman friend of yours a Peruvian lady who who actually did who was a celebrant for no no, no. she was just she was part of it the the okay. celebrant she actually she was so yeah I guess that's probably part of the story she was part of a it was a trial of a social enterprise um mm -hmm. where instead of being a funeral like the funeral homes that are all out there it was yeah starting up as a social enterprise and having celebrants doing doing the funerals mm -hmm. um and opening up what could happen so because i guess with lots of funeral homes because they have a building they want to keep people in there yeah and so without a building then you're open to a whole lot of other things mm -hmm. and yeah those celebrants being really creative support but also you know holding people in their grief mm -hmm. um and so that that um, business it's called it's called now called Picaluna which is mm -hmm. little Luna and mm -hmm. I met with another mother whose um, daughter was stillborn her name was Luna and oh. Picaluna is actually in honor of that baby so mm -hmm. it was just you know for me to see what she had done for her her funeral and so it's we had the same celebrant mm -hmm. um and then the thought of being able to do these beautiful, beautiful celebrations in so many different ways, you know, what, whatever it was for those people, mm. just thought like in these moments, like it, it broke my heart to hear that about how, you know, there can be markups on things up to 600% on coffins and things wow. like, and when people are incredibly vulnerable and, you know, they're in a position yeah. of, I will do anything. This yeah. I love this person. Yeah, I of course, and it's my only and final chance to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I just was, you know, I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm quite uh, one for, yeah, speaking up for people and who yeah. don't have a voice so much mm. and for people who are grieving, they don't, they don't really, you know, you're in trauma, you're in grief. Yeah. It's, this is all 
yeah. pretty much offline. So, yeah. yeah, to be able to sit with people and understand the grief that they were going through, like understanding the depth of that pain, mm. understanding the healing that comes from creating something in honour of someone mm. um, and, yeah, really just doing it doing it in exactly the way that you want to, not having so many parameters yeah. and just being able to go for it. And, yeah, so I guess it probably would have been maybe a year, a yeah. year after. I, I took a year. I, I said I was taking a year's maternity leave. Mm. Um, and, yeah, then when Kai wasn't there, it was like this is still his year, so I'm yeah. still taking it. Mm. Um, I ended up having to make the decision to resign. I, yeah. I got given the ultimatum. Mm. You need to come back or you need to resign. And I was like, yeah, no. Um, and, yeah, so I looked into doing the funeral celebrancy and Piccoluna was getting someone to come and do that. So I did that, did that with the celebrant who, mm. who did the funeral and, yeah, met other amazing people that are there to, yeah, that just provide beautiful, beautiful space and yeah. I've got to, got to help out with a couple of amazing, amazing funerals through them. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't actually done a lot with that. I yeah. think, you know, life's taken me in all sorts of <laughs> directions, yeah. but it's, I've, I've, Helped. I've spoken to some other mothers that I've been um, put in contact with and helped them think and talk about what they what they want to do and help them find some um, poems and those sorts of things and little rituals to yeah, go. I believe there's there's just so much more to all of that um, than just the funeral because the funeral is one day and yes it takes a lot of preparation to do that but I believe like the actual leading up to it you know those one to two to three max weeks that you usually get between the passing and the funeral are huge and to have support through that and somebody who can take over or can help you with these things is just tremendous you know it's really quite important to receive that so uh, Megan you've also done something else um you, you you call it your offering to the world that you and Kai are still doing together so tell us a little bit about that because I'm really uh, I really want our viewers to hear about what you have actually done with that because you have I always talk about the hidden gifts in adversity you know the things that are really really hard for us to see at first because at first all we see is the pain and the grief and once we work through that um, we start finding those tiny little gems and then bigger gems and we actually the, the deeper we dig the more um, gems we find and those hidden gifts and adversity you've really done something very very beautiful with that so I'd love for you to share that as well with our viewers yeah um, I think the first thing so my family was beautiful and paid for Peter and I to go to Thailand mm. in a few months after Kai died that was a bizarre thing <laughs> at the airport getting there and just going, what are we, what are we doing here? Mm. Like this, this isn't where we should be. And, yeah. um, but 
it was there, like, and I remember being on the boat heading over to the island. Um, yeah, just having this stuff just pour out of me. I was just writing, yeah. writing, writing, yeah. writing, writing. Um, and so what came from that, there was three, three things. So one is a card, you know, it's just an A3, no, five. That's the smaller one. <laughs> A5 is half of the normal standard page. Like a, A4, yeah, yeah, A5. That's, yeah. that's A5. <laughs> yeah, yeah, A5, um, just a card. And mm. it's written as a letter from me to mm. a mother whose baby's just died. Because when I was in hospital, I got given a book mm. of all sorts of stuff. And I remember, I think I opened it once and shut it and was just like, that, no, mm. I cannot deal with that. Yeah. Um, so it's just a card for when they're in hospital sort of saying, you know, like I said, that regret of not looking at his body like mm. that. And it might seem weird to take photos, but this is your only chance, so mm. do it. Um, and, yeah, having friends and family come if you can so that yeah. you can create some memories. So it was just, just I think, maybe 10 things mm. that I put there. So it's just easy. Things that you wouldn't you know, think of in that moment, yeah. And it's coming from someone that's been there as yeah. well. That's what I, I wanted it to be because that's, you know, for me it was just like you haven't been here, you don't understand. Mm. Like you can, you can only come so far yeah. with me because you haven't been yeah. the rest of this distance and it is... Mm. Afterwards, it was very much other bereaved mothers that I needed to talk to because they got it. Yeah. Um, and I believe it's also a, a really, really beautiful offering, not just for the person who reads it, but for those people who stand around completely loving this person and being absolutely helpless in terms of what do I say, how do I deal with that, and for them to have something that they can get from you and, and pass on. And like this is... I hope will be helpful for you or this is what I feel can help you in this situation. It's just so beautiful because you're not just helping that one person, but everybody else around him or her who is grieving and doesn't have any understanding of it and no understanding of how do I hold space for this person. And that um, this is my very reason for the movement, loving life after loss, because society does not equip us well with how to cope with grief, how to cope with loss, you know, and I believe that, there is so, um, I, I don't even know how to say this, if there's so few or so uh, many of us out there that we haven't connected yet, but, you know, there's certainly like uh, more like um, single fighters running around trying to change something around this concept of loss and grief. And I'm here to pull them all together. I really want to, that's why I'm doing the Upspiral Grief interviews. I want to introduce everyone to this world to go like, you know, there are people out there who deal with it differently, who deal with it with a really beautiful, loving, positive spill on it. And you certainly are one of them. So I'm really, really stoked. So tell us a little bit more about what else you have created together with Kai, because you always make quite a big point about that. And I love that, that yeah. you and Kai are offering that together. So it's your work, not yeah. just, yeah. 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 Well, from what you were saying, like the next two resources that I created were one is for the mother and it's about honouring 
her motherhood and honoring her baby. So again, some things that she could do. I've got this beautiful um, bracelet. So a friend gave me this with a K oh. on it. And then another couple of friends got me his footprints made oh. into a little pendant. That's so, cute. Um, so, you know, about having yeah. jewelry. And I know that I gave, I gave um, one of those pendants to like Peter and my family. So mm. they, the men had them on key rings, the women had them on pendants to do mm. what they wanted with. Um, and little, these little lambs that my sister-in-law gave him a little lamb that had a K on it and I got mm. them for all the nieces and nephews. So little ones yeah. have, have one too. And I've got one that's got dirty little fingerprints on it from her one-year-old, which I just love that she played. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely. It's well-liked, um, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so that one's for the mother on how to honour her motherhood. And even saying that, because I was lucky enough to have another mentor who had, she had twins 15 years before I had Kai and one of them was stillborn. So mm -hmm. I knew I had her. And the first time I spoke to her, she called me mother and nobody had done that. And it was, I didn't know that I needed that until yeah. I heard it. Yeah. So in writing that, I wanted it to be honouring that motherhood and saying, you are still a mother. Mm. And this is these are some of the things that you can do to mother your child yeah. um, who isn't here in body. And then the other resource was something for those people around the mother on, yeah, how they can support. And because I know, you know, for for lots of people and especially Peter, like he he didn't know what to do. I, Perfect, I yeah. was a, yeah, I was yeah, an yeah, absolute yeah. wreck. You don't, you don't get trained in how to how to handle situations like that. So it's really, um, yeah, I, I have one more comment that I just want to quickly read out. It's so beautiful. Um, such a strong, brave woman slash warrior. I'm sitting here listening to you in tears but in awe of how truly amazing you are much love um yeah sharon has got a three-year-old and just recently lost her husband so it's like you know she's seeing it from a very different perspective obviously to you but it's just oh god there's more love coming in love has from christy and um bonnie and hamish cherish their <laughs> kai lambs yeah oh god it's so beautiful that is so beautiful oh, yeah. thank you yeah so those resources were were things that we created together. And then um, we also created a range of products. So they were something that I guess I thought and I felt would have been supportive to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and there it's called the Arms of the Angels range. So it's I really, really grief support. Yeah. It's just beautiful because I think that, again, people don't know what to do and lots of time they give flowers mm. and food, mm. um, which, you know, beautiful, but there's only yeah. so many flowers and there's only so much food. I mean, well, I remember Hamish saying you can never have too much chocolate. and that's Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, Hamish, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, it was just something something else and also created through 
love and grief. Mm. So it's, it's kind of something that, you know, when I send these things, it's really personal. Like I write, I write a letter and I really, you know, again, I'm honoring the grief that they have. Mm. So there's a, some Australian bushflower essences and a mist, you know, that's just a beautiful mm. thing to spray and yeah. smell. And there's um, hand beautiful. cream, which is just, mm. you know, so beautiful to just. Caring and nurturing. It's so well needed in particular after that. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. bath salts um, and a heart salve as well mm. just to rub on your heart. So mm. that was something else. Again, it wasn't, it, yeah, it, for me, it, it came from Kai. It was yeah. just, this is this is what you need to make. And so, mm. yeah, it's, it's always an honour to have that, like when someone is grieving and be able to go, I'm like, I know I can't, I can't change this pain, mm. but I'm here and yeah. here is something of yeah. support for you. Yeah. And it's also so important, like more than ever, to really get into this space of nurturing yourself because it's too easy to just, you know, slip into functioning mode when, when you say you're offline. You know, that's exactly what I experienced. Uh, for me, I always call it my functioning mode. My brain was just next step, next step. I was just, you know, like, yeah, it was literally um, to function. I can't put it in any other words. It's literally all... I could do and um, I want to ask you something about um, intuition I had this really deep experience I've always been quite an intuitive person but after Rob passed I felt my intuition went through the roof and I feel that a lot from you as well and we haven't really talked about that but uh, I want to ask you you know how did you experience any shift in that after Kai passed yeah yeah massively yeah. <laughs> massively um, I'm actually at the moment yeah sitting in my room where I hold um healing sessions and mm -hmm. uh yeah one of the things I offer as well is grief support yeah. um but yeah I talk to people and say like I'm I'm working with Kai like and I I feel like he's a bridge and has opened things for me um I definitely yeah and more more connected I definitely you know in the first bit of time afterwards because I, I guess I went into I don't even know what I believe in like how could this happen you know in this in this grief um mm. but then you know when I was able to start to put myself back together again and pick up the pieces you know I guess it's like everything collapsed mm -hmm. okay so what what actually comes forward with me what stays mm. behind it was definitely yeah. a good time to let go of a hell of That's a lot amazing. yeah what what comes forward with me yeah. and begin to open again and once i did start to open it was like right i'm i'm so much more open and connected to beyond this yeah. this physical realm and yeah. Um, I feel that quite strongly with you and it's really beautiful and I love that you offer that to other people you've got so much strength that you bring and so much love that you bring and that is both such a beautiful gift to have you know even um, all the offerings that are coming 
it's it's so obvious that they're coming with love i even asked you know i want to share that here as well um in our little pre-chat you know what do you actually call it do, do you call it a business do you call it a movement do you call it what do you call it and it's like it's an offering and i just loved that you said that because it just so highlights um that everything you do is coming from both of you and that it's coming with love and it takes so much strength to actually do that and I also know it took a lot of strength for you to get through this interview so I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and, and all the viewers here as well you received so much love through that <laughs> go back and watch it later it, it is just love that's coming on end like it's just really beautiful um, Megan we are much love to Oh, to all of you yeah, from Peter he's just sending much love as well so thank you so much for being here as well Peter I really understand it must be quite um, challenging for you as well and I love that support that you have given to Megan because there is so much love coming from your whole family from all three of you and it's really really quite apparent so thank you for being here and watching your beautiful partner be here on screen with me uh, Shalina is also like she's one of my beautiful torchbearers in the group she's been through quite a few programs and um, she's sharing her story really really openly and she says I love that you have Kai leading you through this journey yeah I totally agree Shalina it is so so beautiful like it's so apparent that he is with you and uh, it's not just something you're imagining it it's really apparent it's like you can feel it when you talk and what's coming through you it's just really beautiful that you're open to that and that you have that beautiful connection it really honors him and you and peter as well you know to be there with you guys and to hold space for you terry is sending love to you too peter that's really beautiful thank you megan from sharon it's like everybody's just sending love and rainbows and love hearts and it's just <laughs> love is in the air i love it <laughs> So Megan, before we go, I just want to say I would love for you to share whatever links and websites you have where people can contact you or purchase these beautiful offerings from you or can recommend that on to other people and share that. Please, when Megan shares it, feel free to share it left, right, center. Like, um, as I always say, these Up Spiral Grief videos are recorded and will be shared on other platforms as well because usually I keep everything within the group. Uh, but these videos are shared out to the outside world as well because, <laughs> you know, obviously I want those people who offer their time and their story in the interview that they can share it too. So I always make that available for everyone. Um, I will send you the link after that, Megan, so you can share it. And um, yeah, with this, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, because I know this has been really challenging for you. And I honor that you've done that. It's really, really beautiful. I'm very grateful that you've been here. So any final words from you? Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's, yeah, it's an honor to sit here and, you know, I guess that what I say, like when I'm crying, like this is, this is my life. This is, yeah. this is part of it. And that's part of my work as well is to, yeah. this is what grief looks like. Yeah. You know, I can, I can be like this and yeah. I can be in that, you know, really deep pain of it too. That's, yeah that's walking with grief but it's yeah. been an honor to talk to you and I really appreciate the space that you've held and a so much love and appreciation to everybody that was there supporting and sending yeah, most love. Beautiful. yeah it's just just been an honor so yeah. thank you thank you for the work that you do as well it's so you're important. so very welcome thank you for honoring that too so yes please do share all the links that you have 
thank you so much for being here today. Thank you everybody for watching and uh, have a blessed day wherever you are. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed the show and you would like to find out more about Loving Life After Loss, please visit marialessi.com. I shall see you next week. Bye.